Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. There's one more free agency signing that we haven't talked about. Well, actually, I, I mentioned at the beginning. Sam Darnold. Okay, 49ers Twitter hero Sam Darnold. <laughs> we talked about him a couple of years ago. No, we didn't, but we heard about him a couple of years ago possibly being a replacement for Jimmy as a starting quarterback. I think that's a terrible idea to have him even be close to the, the starting position to, to, uh, to compete with Purdy or Trey. I think that this is a QB3 deal, and they're insulating themselves against what happened last year with Josh Johnson coming in and having, having to take meaningful snaps in a meaningful game and not having played significant meaningful football in years uh, towards the tail end of his career. Brian, you, you mentioned how the, the age of the quarterback room is they're all under 26 years old now. And I think that's great because that means that they're all workable, moldable. They still have their best days ahead of them, in, in fact. So I think that this, this particular move, it's not made for Sam Darnold to come in and start at all. What it is, it's, it's an insurance policy at QB3 to have a veteran that if he needs to start a game or two can come in and be competent and be able to babysit you to a victory with an all-world defense and just not mess it up. Uh, is it going to be enough to – would it have been enough to win you the championship game in, in Philly this past year? No, but I think that for a regular season game – against a, a normal level opponent, I feel like, you know, Sam Darnold can come in and win a couple games, right? We don't know what the actual timetable of Brock Purdy's surgery recovery is going to be. We've given, we've been given estimates right now, but we won't know until he actually starts throwing and, and, and how that's going. Uh, Trey is still working his way back as well. He's at limited experience. So you can't go to camp with just Trey at quarterback. So I think that from a, from a strategic standpoint, it was a good move to surround yourself with somebody that has starting experience and some success in this league. I don't want to see Josh, uh, Josh Rosen. I think basically they got the two quarterbacks in that draft, right? I don't, I don't want to see Sam Darnold taking any meaningful snaps this year, but I, I, I don't mind the move at all. You know, there, there was real interest in him a couple of years ago by them. Yep. They were, they were that. definitely really interested in him. And I went back and looked because he's one of those guys who's kind of a punchline now, right? Sam Darnold is a punchline. I just went back and looked one. He's only 25 years old, 25, over 26 dude. in April. 26. He's going to about to be 26. He's still a young dude. He got drafted to the Jets in 2018 under Todd Bowles and Jeremy Bates was his offensive coordinator. And he was a coordinator for the Jets that year. And in 2010 with the Seahawks, I don't even know what that, I don't know anything about him. I don't know what he's doing, but he's not exactly Kyle Shanahan. Then he's with Adam Gase. He's an Adam Gase hell with the Jets there for a couple of years. And then he goes to Carolina with Matt Rule, who was, who was in over his head right there. So they probably see him as a moldable guy. There's talents. Obviously, he was a third round, he was a third pick in the draft. He's got a lot of talent. We like what we see. We were interested in him. Let's bring him in and let's see in this offense what we could do. He doesn't have to chuck the ball down the field in this offense. 
He's got Christian McCaffrey in this offense. He's, he's got Debo mm-hmm. Samuel. He's got he's got George Kittle. He's got Brandon Ayuk. He's got all these guys. Kyle will make it easy for you. Can he become this? He hasn't been successful so far, but can he become a system quarterback in Kyle's system? Maybe they think he can. Maybe they think he can. And maybe this, again, I'm not saying he's going to win the starting job or anything. I think he's solely the third quarterback. But if worse comes to worse, I mean, the Niners usually go through three of them. Maybe they think he, he, can, he can be something. So I was – People are going to knock it again because now you, you hear Sam Donald, you hear punchline, but I don't see it that way. I see it as somebody where you're like, okay, if anybody can salvage his career, it's it's Kyle and it's on this team. And and if you're talking QB three for a million bucks for a year, hell yeah, bring him in and see what you have, and then maybe you do you know insulate yourself if if tragedy strikes and disaster strikes again because it tends to, it tends to. So why not give it a shot? So I thought it was a good signing. I thought it was again, you're not going to get Jacoby Brissett coming here as a QB three. It's not happening. You're not getting Baker Mayfield to do that. Not happening. Mm-hmm. So you get somebody for again. If you tell me the third quarterback, it's a good signing, man. I really do. I I love it. I straight up love it. Like I I I saw it, and again, I looked at Schefter. Like, is that the real Schefter? Because <laughs> I, again, I was not at all prepared for this. And I anybody that's upset about this signing, it's just like you're just you're upset because you want to be upset about something. You're wanting to tweet negatively about something because there's quite literally no reason for you to be upset about a signing like this when you already have two quarterbacks that you know are going to be QB1 and QB2 in some order, right? But I also think this is brilliant on a couple different levels. One, he's really young. And so, like you said, Al, he is still arguably moldable, I would assume, right? I think he's probably still coachable, um, you know, and, and, the tools are there. And that's the thing is what the 49ers have in a QB room now is you've got one quarterback who was highly drafted, who has an incredibly high ceiling, but is really raw and still needs development. You've got a second quarterback who has a really high floor and a limited ceiling based on physical attributes. And then you've got another guy who has a really high ceiling really nice physical attributes and a just a uh a a recency bias in terms of play right uh where if you just look at the context you understand why that play was really bad and also if you look at the last i think it was seven games that he started for the for the panthers is either seven or six i think it was six and i think it was four and two i believe he was four and two and and you look at his numbers and they're decent and it was because the Panthers became a running team under Steve Wilkes. They ran the ball more and it allowed Sam Darnold to, uh, you know, do play action and, and, and all the things that you, that you will do to help a young quarterback in the NFL. And these are all things that Kyle Shanahan will do for Sam Darnold as well. So here's where I think this is brilliant. The Trey Lance pick is, is a sunk cost at this point, right? Like they've already given up the picks. They, they got the kid. It is what it is. If they don't believe in him, which there are clues that they don't, right? There are definitely clues out there that they don't. If they don't believe in him, they look at this guy who who they were very interested in. Kyle Shanahan really liked Sam Darnold in that 18 draft. He really did. He's talked about it. And then they also... Uh, in 2021, you know, they did look into... Sam Darnold, um, at least according to reports. 
And so what you do is you bring this guy in and now you're having him compete with Trey Lance during OTAs, during training camp, all these things. And you're hoping one of two things. One, you're, you push Trey Lance to perform even better and you get more out of the kid because you've given him competition. And two, if you don't believe in Trey, you bring this guy in, he pushes him. Trey still doesn't play at the level that you think. Well, now you've got this guy that's it has some tantalizing tools that you might think, hey, maybe this is the guy, right? He's a he has more physical tools than than Brock does. His ceiling is higher, right? And so I, I really do think this is a very, very shrewd move by the front office. And I think it also does speak a little bit to their lack of confidence in Trey Lance and their and their actual confidence that Purdy's timeline is solid and he'll be back by week one or you know maybe the first two or three games and then you bring out you know you bring in whoever whoever you know whoever it is that that is playing the best right so yeah I I I love the move I think it's incredible. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. I just, I just really hope. I mean, it's, it's the reason why I hope he doesn't play meaningful snaps. Not because I don't like Sam Darnold. It just means that number one, the the Trey experience has gone south, and or Brock's injury has taken longer to heal than we possibly thought. Right. So it has it has nothing to do with Sam Darnold and everything to do with with the actual quarterbacks that that preceded him. So that I want to make that clear. I think Sam Darnold is a good signing. I think that. That is the way that you have to go. We talked about it last show where you're not necessarily going to go after a big name because you may only start a couple of games at the beginning of the season. So I think it's I think it's a great signing. And you take a flyer on him. And if he works out, great. If not, then then we'll see. But but guys, can you see? I can see a world where, where Kyle is like, you know what? F it. I'm just going to roll with Sam Darnold as my QB1, right? You know he's just like, you know there's a part of him that's like, I can make this work with him as QB1, right? Like, I mean, it's just, I can see that 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 coming across his mind but i mean like i i hope that common sense takes over and 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 brock purdy is the quarterback this year because he's he's in my opinion earned it and proven it so so we'll yeah, see I think, what happens i think i think they're approaching the season as we like what we saw last year we know we can put up points with brock and we're building yep. around that. that that's what it seems like to me anyway yep. but one not again if we're looking very early in this process there's a ton of movement still to make this offseason with the draft and free agency but still the offensive line got some holes and the first one was McGlinchey leaving which we knew 
he got a huge deal with the Broncos, five year, years, 87.5 million. He was going to get paid. There were a lot of teams who would have paid him that. Again, he's not a perfect offensive lineman, but he's a good run blocker. And you see what starting, I don't know, would you call him top half of the league, maybe right tackle? He's not elite by any, by any stretch of the imagination, but he's probably top half top of the league-ish. Yeah. yeah, around there, sure. And he, he got paid. He got paid like it. So now it looks like McKivitz didn't get starter money by any stretch of the imagination. So that's still, I'm sure that position is still in flux, but I do, from what I, from what I understand, they are comfortable with him there if they had to start in there. But the big hole right now, and it's an important position anywhere, but especially in Kyle Shanahan's offense, is center. And I know the Niners are still in as we're recording this on a Monday evening. They're still in on Jake Brendel. Uh, Brendel has not signed anywhere yet, to my knowledge. But no. And he, but he has interest. And I didn't think he was going to have this much interest, but he does. I kind of thought it was going to be one of those things where, okay, it makes sense for him to come back to the Niners for a couple years. Both sides, it's it's perfect, and it would happen quickly. It's not. He's got a market. So I don't know if the Niners thought that, but the Niners may have to pivot to somewhere else. But that's the next position I'm really watching. Edge is something they need. But the next position I'm watching, excuse me, is center. What are they going to do there? Who's going to end up being the starter? Yeah, Bre- yeah. Brendel has five teams right now, I believe, that they've t- talked about competing for him, including the 49ers. Go ahead, yeah. so yeah. massive and, injury. And, yeah, and I think that the other thing that we're that we're totally glossing over here, well, we mentioned a little bit with the edge rushers, but the other thing we're totally glossing over here is that they have a stupid amount of draft picks right now for a contending team. They're not high draft picks, but they're they're draft picks that they can maneuver with because now. As you start to fill your team out with free agency, there's only a limited number of draft picks that you can that will even make the team. And I don't anticipate Parag wanting to just throw away picks. They they value their picks, right? So either they're trading for future picks or they're trading up for specific players. And I think that one of the viable options that you can that you can have to keep this run going, this window open, is to have as many guys on rookie contracts as possible, right? And the way that you do that, obviously, you filter through the draft. And there may be something to say about being able to draft a Spencer Burford or a, an Aaron Banks and still being able to make it work. And maybe they found maybe they found a formula along the offensive line there where they feel comfortable in their their evaluations of that group, comfortable enough where they can they can take a shot at the guy in the middle rounds and be able to be comfortable with him playing center and, and another guy playing right tackle. So who knows? I think that the other thing that they they really have to think about is that they need to take this seriously because when you have a young quarterback back there, whether it's Trey or Brock, if you have a suspect offensive line, like they're not going to feel comfortable and they'll, it'll show in their play. So they've got to figure this out. I think that that's the biggest thing left on this roster aside from edge rusher is the offensive line. And I think that you'll probably see it addressed partially through free agency, but honestly, I'm going to go ahead and say, make the prediction that you're going to see an offensive line heavy draft and that's where they're going to address it from. Yeah. You know, McGlinchey, like we said, I, I think I think McGlinchey, very much like Jimmy Garoppolo, got a bad rap from 49er fans, largely due to uh draft status more than anything else. Um, again, I think I think if you look at the numbers, it would bear it out. He's a top 15 right tackle in the league. I don't think he's top 10, but I think he's closer to top 10 than he is to 15. And I just thought this was interesting. It says apropos of nothing, but um, the 2015 Notre Dame offensive line, right? So the 2015 season, uh, these are the second contracts that that offensive line received in the NFL. 
Uh, left tackle Ronnie Stanley, five years, 98.75 million, 64 million guaranteed. Quentin Nelson, four years, $80 million, 60 million guaranteed. Right guard Nick Martin, three years, $33 million, 18 million guaranteed. And now Mike McGlinchey at right tackle, five years, $87.5 million, $50 million guaranteed. What an offensive line. Amazing offensive line. What an offensive line at, at Notre Dame. But, um, you know, I think the other thing, again, with, with this team is, is they believe in their development, right? They believe in their player development. And so for them, we can give Javon Hargrave that deal because we can give Colton McKibbitz the deal that we gave him. And we can, we can be comfortable with him at that position. Or we might be able to find somebody in a lower, you know, at a, at a, that we believe in a little bit more, but not necessarily at that upper end of the market. Um, you know, I know Andre Dillard uh, from the Eagles just um, just signed with the with the uh, Titans, and so um, I think Caleb McGarry is still the biggest name left in that market. Uh, I don't see them going up and, and doing something like that. Um, like you said, Al, I think if they spend money on the offensive line and free agency, I think it's going to be at center, and it's either going to be a re-signing of Brendel or maybe a Connor McGovern or uh, something along those lines. And I also think they'll address it in the draft. But again, if they believe in their player development, they've also got a couple guys in-house that they might look at as well in Nick Zakel and, and Jason Poe. So, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, none of us expected this Javon Hargrave news. I think this is the biggest splash that the 49ers have made in free agency since, I mean, arguably – what 2017 when they came in is that when they signed uh center from the giants or was that 2018 um you know oh 18 with kwan yeah yeah Yeah, so richburg was 18 kwan was 18 um you know they made some big splashes i mean they they did uh, again charveris ward but ward while excellent and i love the signing wasn't you know, it wasn't the the level of Javon Hargrave. You know, Hargrave was a top yeah. five free agent on on any list that you looked at. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, arguably the biggest impact player in free agency, and the 49ers got him, and that's like expected and just absolutely made my Monday, and and hopefully, uh, hopefully, 49er fans Mondays as well. Brian, can you please post a picture that I just texted you? Can you please, for the for our viewers that are on YouTube, can you can you please put? Zane, it on? we don't post on YouTube anymore, Zane. <laughs> or for, sorry for our, for our people that are watching uh, live. Uh, we have no one watching live. We're literally no, recording. We literally live. don't I'm post on YouTube you. anymore. This goes into my. So I got to tell a funny story. So Zane doesn't pay attention to what we text him. Like we'll be talking about like, hey guys, what time you want to do the show today? And he'll respond like pizza. And we're like, what are you talking about? He just something <laughs> random. So I'm not totally convinced Zane can even read. I, I'm not. He is not convinced. <laughs> me. And this is based. So we have texted this in the in the chain. We're you know we're not we're not live right now. We're not doing YouTube because we're doing our Odyssey stuff for the podcast. Which I'm sure Zane did not read or is not able to read. I don't know. But vintage Zane. I love you, Zane. I love you. Vintage you. Vintage you. We'll see if that makes it live. We'll see. We'll see if Spencer is nice to me and wants to edit that out. So Brian, no, that's got to that's got to stay in. Vintage Zane. There, there we but, go. but Brian's for the people who are not watching and never will, unless they see a clip. Um, 
Brian's holding up a picture that Zane said of, of Michael. It's uh, it's it's McGlinchey getting straight up hip checked by uh by Micah Parsons in that uh in that Dallas um in that Dallas game uh in the playoffs this year. We don't have to see that go. anymore. We don't we have to see go. that anymore. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I have nothing left. Oh, we love you, Zane. All right, we're done. We'll be right. back later in the week. We'll be back when they uh when the 49ers sign uh six more massive free agents that we did not expect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, for Zane and Al, I'm Brian. Peace. See you. Later.